Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, February 3rd. Show number 216. Scott Hammer with you, along with Jerry Keezer, Felix Fafufnik, otherwise known as the Professor Ron Miller. Sometimes multiple personalities. Coming at you live from, uh, well, we're back. All separated. I didn't go over to the Ron Miller Race Cars uh, studio uh, due to some weather conditions. Just a few weather conditions. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, I could have, but I already got my pajamas on. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, Hammerdown Race Report uh, presented by Oakshade Raceway coming at you live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Also, uh, follow us on uh, YouTube too while you're at it. Why not? Uh, you can also listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can check it all out at hammerdownracingreport.com. Jerry, what's what's happening over there? You're getting all pixelated. Watching Lewis Oil late models from uh, Florida. I think, just I think it's killing your internet. Your internet was working great before the show, and then all of a sudden you're all blocky. You're all fuzzy. And yeah. Now you're Uh-oh. froze. Yeah. Okay. You guys can't continue on. I'll be back. <laughs> All right. We're going to continue on. Here, we'll just uh, do this for now. Tonight on the show, uh, looking forward to this. Uh, we're going to speak to uh, two-time USAC Silver Crown Series champion and uh, National Sprint Car Hall of Famer, Jack Hewitt. The legendary Jack yeah. Hewitt. He was and, in the uh, Indy 500. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I, he was in... Scott, we should have some listeners uh, this morning, Australia time, and... Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, in the comments section, they they uh, post a couple questions that we could ask Jack. All right. I know I got some uh, comments even before the show. Um, uh, Shane Yoder had uh, mentioned something he wants oh, yeah. to pass along. So uh, some interesting stuff there. I uh, want to give a warning, though, uh, before we get too uh, deep into the show tonight. There is a chance there may be some adult language. I know usually we try to keep the show pg uh, PG thirteen at at the where it's probably still going to be PG thirteen because I think if you use one F word you're still you can still be PG thirteen. So just a, a fair warning if you got any kids listening. Um, later on you may need some earmuffs. I'm sure them. it's nothing that they haven't probably heard not, before. I'm just giving the warning out that way. It's uh, um, I'm covering our own butts. How's that? They're they're race car fans and if these kids have spent any time in the pits, yeah they they've been there and done that. Heard that. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Are you fixed? Hey, you look better. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I went ahead and went wired. I don't know what's going up with my Wi-Fi tonight, but I reset my router today, but who knows? I think it's your streaming that, that uh, the racing stuff. It's taking all your bandwidth. No. <laughs> Got to thank Oakshade Raceway with the fastest meet to, ra- meet to race every uh, Saturday night during race season. Make sure to uh, visit them uh, at oakshaderaceway.com. Uh, when that schedule is posted, that's where you can find it. 
or uh, follow them on social media. They'll have it on there as well right now. Uh, still, the only date officially on the uh, 2022 schedule for Oakshade Raceway is the uh, Summer Nationals date on uh, July 16th. Here's a little tease. If you want to know four more dates, go to uh, Attica Raceway, and uh, oh, they, they have four Attica Oakshade uh, Challenge races uh, posted. So pretty sure that those are confirmed dates. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about, actually, uh, Attica's schedule in, in the news, uh, some of the highlights on that coming up yeah. as well. Got to also thank Big D's Pizza Subs, Ribs, Chicken, and more in Clyde, Ohio. Don't call them right now, 419-547-1444, because they are closed due to the weather. Even though I saw uh, Dean said it's not that bad. Well, then why'd you close Big D's today? <laughs> I mean, come on. Keep his employees safe. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody can handle the the snowy conditions like, like us race car drivers. There you go. Uh, but uh, when when they're back open, uh, make sure to order, order Big D's Pizza at orderbigdspizza.com or the number I just gave you. Check out the uh, new cheese and pepperoni pizza bites served with a side of marinara sauce. They may be open for uh, lunch tomorrow. Keep an eye on their uh, social media. I'll let you know if, uh, if they are going to be open. Also got to thank our other sponsors, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, and Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon. It was also closed today because of the weather. Really? Yeah. Was Ryan Miller Race Cars open today? Um. Yeah. Um. Somebody brought a go kart in that they uh, plan to take up to tip up this weekend, and I had to fabricate some new engine mounts for them. So yeah, we were there. All right. Trudged out. Actually, I shoveled the. Your commute's pretty pretty uh, short there. Yeah, the walkway out to the shop. I I shoveled that four times already since. Since this started at uh, what eleven o'clock yesterday morning, you need to hire somebody to uh, do that for you. Ah, well, should we give uh, should we give Jack a call? Why not? Yeah, I'm looking sure. forward to it. Let's uh, let's ring up Mr. Jack Hewitt. Maybe I should have had you give him my number so he knows to answer. <laughs> Come on, Jack. I don't recognize that number. What? Is that what people do with flip phones? Hello? 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 Hi, is this Jack? Yeah. Jack, it's... Uh, Scott Hammer, Jerry Keezer, and uh, Ron Miller from the Hammer Down Racing Report. How's it going? Man, you got lucky you caught my ass. I forgot about it. You forgot about it? <laughs> Man, yeah, I, Jerry was supposed to give me a warning. Jerry. Hey, uh, I thought I told you to call him. Oh, you, well, I did yeah. just now. That's okay. That's all that counts. We're here now. That's right. Are you? Uh, you live down in uh, Florida now, don't you? In the wintertime. I'm. Uh, I don't even want to see snow on a Christmas card. Okay, so uh, you're missing out on all the fun that we're having up here uh, now with all the snow. Yeah, this 80 degrees is hard to take today. <laughs> well, that just—that's awful. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Sweating up a storm. <laughs> so when do when do you come back to this area then? When is winter over for you? Usually in May, you know. Like it, like I said, you know, I 
I'm getting out on it unless they're good fall. But what it is, my main thing is I like things green. And, you know, the, the later I get back to green, then I'm happy. If it's brown, it's still depressing to me, even though I know the green's coming. You know, people say they like them four seasons, you know. I, I don't like them red leaves. They're not green. I don't even see them. <laughs> that, that plan sounds better and better every year, Jack. Yeah, yeah, there ain't no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so what are you guys up to other than shoveling snow? Uh, we uh, we decided to come in and, and uh, do a little show here and, and talk to you uh, about your career and everything, and uh, we got a bunch of people that uh, want to hear about it. Now my. They got the awful before that snow brings them in, don't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody's got any, nobody's got anything else to do now, so uh, they're they're off checking checking this out. So right, you got a captain audience tonight. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Uh, so have you always uh, been that way with uh, uh, not liking the the brown and the the winter? No, I actually, and I know because I'm gonna say shit or something here a little bit, but. But actually, when I got saved, the green turned a different color green, and and I just kind of followed that. You know, that was a sign to me. So if the man tell me I like green, I like green, and that's what I started following. And I think that was uh, that would have been two thousand three. Okay. And that's about when we started coming to Florida for for longer and longer. It started out like three weeks, then it went to a month, and then two months, and then three months, and then four. We're up almost eight months now, not quite. So you're, uh, you have a house down there, or, or you just? Yeah, actually, uh, Dennis Kaser, you know Dennis and Chris Kaser that I drove for. Uh, they've got a, you know, we come down here and and I was over at Larry Moore, the late model racer, one day, and he had a realtor neighbor, and he said, and I told him one day I'd like to get a piece of property and everything, you know, or a, a RV park for down here. He said, I got the perfect, he said, I got the perfect place. So I said, I don't want to go down. He said, no. He said, I said, I'm not ready yet. He said, come on, take a ride. So we rode down. I went right home. We got Chris and Dennis and Jody, and we come down and bought it. Do you, uh, do you get out to uh, all the races uh, that are going on down there uh, about this time no, of year? Tonight they got the Lucas Oil over at Lakeland, you know, and that's 100 mile away. And I, I should have went tonight because tonight it wasn't supposed to get below 60. Tomorrow's supposed to be a little cooler tomorrow night, but. Yeah, we try to get to some. The next week we got the well, we got the outlaws at, at Belusia, and we got the Utah midgets at Bubba's. So, and then after that we got the non-wing cars um, at Belusia on Monday and Tuesday, along with the late models and the UMP modifieds. And then we go to Bubba's back for more non-wing sprint car racing, and and we we get a, we get a few of them around more down here for day on sure. <laughs> Jack, I uh, I think I think our good friend Wade Onger is uh, listening in tonight from Australia. Oh my gosh! Oh man! Now you yeah, you've you've run uh, quite a few times uh, down in Australia. Ron's a big fan of that. He used to to uh, to to run down in Australia for how many years did you do that, Ron? Uh, I've had yeah. uh, three three tours over on the West Coast and one tour on the East Coast. And Jack, you've been there what? 20, 30 I times. Raced, I raced there 11, 11 winners. And then when I got hurt, I went over for a three-wheel uh, three palsy. I was the guest speaker there. And for Warner Bull Classic, I was the 
the infield announcer. Can you imagine them people giving me a microphone? <laughs> oh, boy. And, and then they went, and I went back for my my good friend, um, um, Chaz Kelly's 73rd birthday. So we've been over there a few times for that country, you know, and it was really cool leaving Ohio to go over to where it was 80, 90 degrees. <laughs> but then when I come down to Florida, they kind of took a little bit of the, the good times off because it wasn't quite as cold then, you know. Jack, Alan, Alan Blake from uh, Western Australia uh, spends a lot of summers with us. So uh, uh, those, those folks are great. They really are. And I appreciate them. No, they're not all great. You know, it, it's just like over here. You go anywhere. You go anywhere. If you go to Kentucky or Pennsylvania or whatever, you think Pendoza are the nicest people. No, the assholes just don't come around. You know, so you everybody's good. Everybody's not the greatest people in the world. Only the good people come around and make themselves be known. So you give everybody a green light, and you know the the screwball. They just don't come around. So, but that's a good way to think of things. You know, everybody's cool over there, and I do like the Aussies for daggone sure. Well, you mentioned Kentucky, and I know your favorite family from Kentucky is is the Nichols that you raced for for years. Tim Tim Nichols is watching in with us, Jack. Can you tell us any good stories of the past racing for Don and Harold Nichols? Oh, my God. We were down here in Florida one year in Volusia County, and they came down and they bought this uh, box truck, you know, like a U-Haul or whatever. And Mike Nichols, their other nephew, they converted it. They put like six school bus seats in it, plus they had the two bucket seats up front. And then they towed the trailer down there. And anyway, the thing was, Russ Hart drove it down like at 55 miles an hour and he'd get to weaving back and forth so bad they couldn't get up no speed, you know. So we get to Volusia. After Volusia, we'd go to Jacksonville to race, and that's like 70 miles up the interstate. It's raining, and them ding-dongs let me drive. And I'll tell you why, this sounds like a church bus going up there because I had that baby up to about 70, 75 miles on it, and the, and the wobble went out, you know. It just towed really nice after you got to pass that scary part. Oh my God! They, they was back there. They were doing. They were doing some praying back there. And why they let me behind the wheel, I have no idea. They figure you're a good driver. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They knew better than that because I drove the race car. Now Ron and, says Ron says you ran into something at Eldora. I'll, I'll let Ron ask this. Well, you were down there, and I think you were running, helping run the track back in after a little bit of a rain delay. And yeah. uh, you took you and Mr. Yeah. Hunt went out out in his uh, in his van, and uh, I I remember seeing some stripes on the right rear quarter of that van. Okay, well that was my blue van, my '78 blue Chevy van, short wheelbase. And what happened that it rained that night, if you remember, crack, and the jeeps couldn't get it up there fast enough to to get up there to run that groove in. Then you let me get that thing in there. Well, I got my van going down that pit lane, and I got her up on the fence, and I ran in the big enough groove in for the Jeeps to get up there, and we kept going and kept going. Well, then Shane Carson come out in his dually, his tow rig to help try to run the track, and then Shane and I got to, to racing, you know, and I ended up, uh, I scraped down between three and four down the wall. I had it like a four-inch long, two-inch wide, 
flat spot between my 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 side running light and my brake light, but it didn't hurt nothing. I never lost a piece of plastic, just a little bit of scratch. The Eldora strike. Eldora strike. Wasn't Mr. Hunt along with you on that ride? Uh, I think so. I think he was riding with me. We had one, the same thing over at Indy. The, the, the funniest one was at Indy doing that, and it rained, you know, and to run a mile track. And now there was 50 cars out there on the racetrack trying to run it in. And I got my van, but they were making us go the wrong way. You know, they weren't going to let us go the right way. We were going backwards. And I don't know, there were four of them in there, five of us in my van, my little blue one again. And I mean, I'm backing that daily in. Well, my brother, he's sitting up there with me and he, you're crazy. He said, you're scaring me to death. So he gets out of the passenger side and goes to the back one, backing the daggone thing in the corner. Anyway, he was going to hit first. So he, he, he didn't do too good. Yeah, we've had fun on them. Well, in Australia, believe it or not, that's how they, in Parameta, was one of the only few clay tracks there at the time. Now there's a few more. You know, they made one of them a lot better and, and a lot of them now. But but over there, you know, like what we, when they got the push trucks out there, that's how they race over there because they don't care about the heat racing or nothing. They want the track perfect for the feature. Well, shoot, man, that was my specialty. I like them little greasy, slick race tracks. And anyway, <laughs> the wing back and no air and everything, we I'd say we probably won about all of them when it was greasy like that, but we didn't win all the features, of course. Now, you, you've got quite a, a, an accomplished list of accomplishments here. Uh, just for some of our listeners that may not know, you're the uh, 85 and 86 USAC Silver Crown champ, uh, the 85 uh, All-Star Circuit of Champions champ. Uh, you were in the 1998 Indianapolis 500 and finished 12th. Um was it in uh, 1998? You uh, you won. You were the first person to to win all four uh, divisions in the uh, four crown nationals at Eldora: the midgets, the silver crown, the modifieds, and the sprint. So, I mean, it, what haven't you done? I, I don't know. I, I, Actually, we haven't stopped smiling. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> we just, you know, we set goals out, and I won the race in California. I won the race in Australia. Well, early on, it was South Africa. They they had kind of a modified car deal. But then when I finally figured out Australia, well, when you, and I wanted to go to Indy, well, when you keep setting goals, when you had goals as a kid, and you reach them all, other than I wanted to win Indy, which that never happened. But but I, if you look back today, you know, yeah, we crashed and broke our neck a couple times, but I've had a wonderful life. You know, I and by being a racer, you know, most of the time on weekends and on Wednesday, well, you got Monday, Tuesday, and, and Thursday, and things. Well, I did everything in life that I wanted to do. You know, snow skis, water skis, scuba dive, bowl, whatever it is. I tried it at an age that I could do all that. You know, I said, well, when I get when I retire, I'm going to do this and this and this. Well, when you get that old, you don't want to do that kind of stuff anymore. So I got to do it all, and, and I wasn't good at nothing, but I, I had a ball. I mean, I, I just lay back at night and grin. Now, have you heard of, heard of this uh, Sprint Cars on Ice deal? They got a, an event coming up uh, in Michigan at the end of this month, and Nick Berry's uh, one of the organizers of it. He he says, get Jack uh, to race Sprint Cars on Ice. Would that be something you'd ever consider, or is it it's too brown for you? 
I, 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 I'd love to do that. I think that'd be great. The only problem is it's too freaking cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they figure out how to get a heater in there if I'm maybe, but I, like I said, it's, I don't like doing anywhere where it's cold. They might have, they have like uh, plexiglass. It's, it's not an open sprint car. They actually have plexiglass, like a, a windshield, and I believe they have starters in, in those as well. So maybe they could put a heater in there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that has to be wild now. I'm telling you, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool watching mm-hmm. some of those guys do that. But uh, yeah. Jack, back, back to Australia, uh, didn't you run uh, a couple of races on what they can, uh, the Australian version of our NASCAR? No, no, no. I, 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 thought, I, I thought you had run a couple of races uh, on that coast, uh, that track on the East Coast. Yeah, uh, uh, Bob James track. I think I know. Correct. We ran, yep. we ran like Liverpool, you know, and that was a little quarter mile paved track. And we won the Marlboro Grand National. And that was precursor of all that Oscar and all that stuff, you know. But no, we never, we never rode this. I drove a semi over there on a half mile dirt track. And we ran the Demolition Derby over there. And I ran this little mini, uh, rear ended mini sprint over there. And oh my gosh, I, there wasn't too many other things we didn't drive, but no, I never drove the Oz car though. You know, when they come All up right. to that bigger, bigger echelon of driving, you got to be more politically correct, you know. And uh, I just never fit into that deal, you know. I just my mouth would hurt me, you know. It's like NASCAR, <laughs> and, and I think that's why everybody loves you. I mean, that's that's what makes you great. That's why I only got to do such a short time in Indy, you know. When when you go and and uh, say some of the things that I said there, there wasn't a way I could get in. You know, they weren't going to keep me around for a long time because that's not the the image that they wanted. And, uh, you know, I was showing all these young drivers not how, how not to act. <laughs> Scott, didn't you have an interview with Jack that you were going to share? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, okay. Before we get to that, though, what I mean, you've raced all kinds of different, uh, as you were talking about, even in Australia, all kinds of different uh, types of race cars, demolition derby, whatever. Uh, what uh, what type of car do you have you enjoyed uh, running the most? I, I tell people, you know, I, I'm 70 years old, and I tell people if I could go back and be 30 and run one race, being healthy and just the way I want it, there's no doubt in my mind. I'd, I'd my first pick would be. Um, a non-link sprint car at Eldora Speedway, bar none. That would just be it. But then probably second would be uh, a Silver Crown at Springfield, Illinois. That would be my first two picks. But but that, a non-link sprint car is the most awesome race car in the world. You know the 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 sprint car today would kill me because you got to be so smooth and so precise. You know, and and I tell people, you know, of all the years that I raced, I think I raced twenty nine. And all that time, smooth and patient wasn't two descriptions they used for my driving style. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, the wings, man, the kids today are just so smooth with those wings and everything. And and you know, and there at the end of my career, the money was a little different deal, and uh, I just kind of broke off and went non-wing racing more. And and but I like them more. I don't know why they just. They suited my driving style, and we did all right with the wings. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy them, because I did, and we won quite a few races. But at the end, I just liked the non-wing better. Now, do you have any uh, any favorite drivers that that you like to watch uh, today? Some uh, you know some of the up and comers. 
Well, I, I, the thing that amazes me, you know, and I, I you've never heard the term ever used because they they got music prodigies, song prodigies, all this stuff. We've got a racing prodigy, and that's just the old Kyle Larson. Now that boy, I don't care what kind of race car he is, he's fun to watch, and I don't care what it is, you know. I mean, it's just uh, unbelievable. So I, but you know, like I said, my nephew still races. I'm always pulling for him, and and uh, you know, and I, I since I'm not racing, like I said, other than my nephew, uh, my favorite driver's not out there running anymore. So I just kind of go for them all. That's that's a that's a very politically correct answer. I would not expect that from you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, I, I, I know you mentioned uh, Dennis and Chris Kayser, who you drove for, and I got another one of your car owners in the room. Flake Kemenal is watching, and obviously Bob Hampshire was huge in your career. Is there a car owner that sticks out that you just that was your favorite car owner to work with? Was it Bob or was it Flake or anybody like that? Well, I got along luckily with all my car owners. I only got fired out of one in California that Joel McCray fired me because I didn't crash Leland. That's on, unfortunately, I didn't crash him later, but not on purpose. But anyway, Hampshire and I just worked so good together, you know. I mean, he knew what I was thinking before I did, and, and he could just set the car up. And now Flake and the boy, you know, Brian and Chad, which back in the day I was wimping more heads. And, uh, but we, I, I've enjoyed them all. You know, we drove for Dick Briscoe, you know, and now Chase, he comes around and, and Kevin, which Kevin was a, not even those kids when I was driving for his dad. So, you know, we just got to really drive for a lot of neat people. Like I said, Nickel Brothers was the same thing, you know. Uh, they were just right up there because we had so much fun with them too. But like, dad drove for them forever and, you know, and then we kind of, Snuck in there on them, and uh, and we just we had a ball, and we kept driving for them. Even when I'd go somewhere else, we would go and and come back to drive Nickel Brothers car. I never if if I didn't have a race and and or some place to go to, and they wanted to go race, and we went. Uh, John Young, uh, one of our listeners, uh, wants to know if you have a most memorable win. A most memorable win. I'm, I just. The fourth crown would have to be, you know, uh, the, the, just something that don't happen, and and to have all the cars that nice that night. I mean, that that has to be above all of them. But some of the others, we've had a couple, you know, really good ones to talk about. But but uh, that has to be the standout night for my racing career. Cool. All right. Now there is there's this famous interview or this interview that that you're kind of famous for, and I guess has launched. A, uh, a line of uh, T-shirts or something. I'm going to play the interview, a clip of the interview real quick, if that's okay. And, and then uh, I, I'd like to talk about that, if that's cool. I was mad. Earmuffs, if uh, you have young ones in the room, uh, here, here we go. This is uh, Jack Hewitt from, what year was this? I don't even remember what year. About 92, somewhere around there, I would think. All right, here we go. Time for yeah, you damn right I got time out there. All oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. You know, we sat there, the USAC officials yelled yellow. I sat there, and he shut the green light back off. He turned the green light back on, so I got in the tuck position. Sure enough, we got hit. He's a fat little query son of a bitch. Little son of a bitch. I'll get his neck. And then he wants to use this USAC shirt that says, 
authority. You know, this little son of a bitch probably makes 175 a week, which is fine, but he makes his shirt on, then he's authority, got all this power, and he wants to just go back to the pits. Well, he fucked up, and he can kiss my dick, and if I get the chance, he's going to. Jackson, you all right, though? I'm all right. So that was, uh, what was uh, the, cir- let's start out, what was the circumstances uh, that led to that interview? Well, my midget died going down the back straightaway, and I'm watching the, the lights, and the lights, you know, was off to start the race. Well, then the yellow come on. And then he shut the yellow back off real quick, and I'm watching all this. And then he turns the green on. He said, well, I didn't want to have a crash going into one. Well, they all went by, except one of the cars toward the end, you know, and and then we got crashed where the yellow should have came out, and there wouldn't have been any problem. And, and, and like I said, that is not what I want to be remembered for my career, but I guarantee you, they'll never tell you one race I won, and that's the only thing they're going to remember, Jack, here when I'm dead and gone. The bad thing about it is back in the day, before I got hurt the first time, broke my neck, if, if I kind of told you I was going to kick your butt, you know, I'm, it sounded like I had some authority, but that was after I broke my neck the first time. Well, then after I broke my neck, I sound like Pee Wee Herman. So I get mad. I go, I'm going to kick your ass. Well, it just didn't have the same effect, you know. <laughs> it was a little bit different deal after that. <laughs> now, that, that uh, you have a, a, a KMD line of uh, T-shirts, as I understand? Yeah, we got T-shirts and stickers of them. Yeah, you know, and I asked, like I said, it's not something that I brag about and I'm proud of. But that's me in my mouth, and I've had to I've had to live with this thing my whole life. So I'm getting used to it. And Gary, so she's making a couple dollars selling the t-shirts, and uh, you know, we finally this year we took the keep moving dirt off the bottom because we know that's not what it really meant. One guy, Ken Walters, he wanted to go and put the real deal in there, you know, and I said, "No, nah, I'm not ready for that yet." So we just got to do it in KMD on there and a smile. <laughs> now jack you you worried that you're going to be remembered for, for just that i, I gotta disagree I, I for one being a fan my whole life my memories of you are is always going to be how great you were with the fans and the connection you always had with the fans talk a little bit about what the fans meant to your your racing career well to me you know fortunately i lucked out and i liked every part of racing other than working on the car that i worked on them but, you know, I like I like the racing. I like the fans. I, you know, going through the races. I mean, it was just so much fun for me. And then, like I said, I like, well, you all know how much I talk. So I need a lot of people to talk to. So I would automatically stick around and talk to the fans and everything. You know, whether we won, lost, or crashed, we was always one of the last ones to leave. Just because if they come down to talk, I would dang sure sit there and talk with them. And, and, you know, to me, that's what the special, you know, somebody asked me one time, how many autographs did you have to sign? I said, I never had to sign one. I said, I always wanted to. And I would almost bet you in Indianapolis that we signed more autographs that year than the 32 other drivers combined. I mean, I missed a race at Eldora Speedway, a non-link sprint car race at Eldora Speedway. And I signed autographs till dark because I didn't want the day to end. You know, it was just it was that amazing. And uh, but there was no one left when I finally quit signing autographs. Is it true you had the second best mustache in Indianapolis that year? <laughs> yeah, Lynn St. James kind of had one better than that. But, <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah, that kind of got me in trouble too. And then, and Brian Barnard came up to Jack and out at Eldor, you can't say things like that. I said, well, I cleaned it up. He said, well, what do you mean? I mean, like, and he asked me, what do you mean? And I'm not going to repeat it, but. Oh, come yeah, on, he, do after it. That he, hell no, after that, he just walked away and didn't say nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so I was in trouble when that, you know, and then, and like I said, then probably the neat one, though, and it was harmless. You know, you, know, you just say things. I just say it and it just comes out. I don't think about nothing else. That check valve between my brain and my mouth don't work. And that's that's and, awesome, though. And when I walked down to the my pit area, my garage, there was all those reporters there. I thought, no, what in the world's going on now? I know I haven't done anything wrong. First thing out of their mouth, you know, they're all sitting there. Well, what do you think about Lion Day? I said, well, I don't know. What do you mean? He said, well, he's bad-mouthing all you rookies. I said, man, who cares what that faggot thinks? You know? <laughs> Well, they all printed it. So then when we go loud and he said, that's driving me, I want to talk to you afterwards. Well, so he gets that. Well, hell, I don't care. You know me, I like to fight as much as I did race anyway. So we him right after the internet's one of them back up by, you know, you, you call me a faggot? I said, well, yeah, did you bad nothing? Well, I didn't mention your name. I said, I was a rookie. So that same thing is mentioned in my name. So then we go to this racing charity for Corey. And uh, Lion Dyke comes up behind me and said, you faggot. And uh, I said, man, give it a break. You still ain't mad about that, are you? Well, so then, and that's how all this stuff works out in time for racers because, you know, we don't have time to be mad at each other. It's through a lifetime. That's just crazy. So we was over at Indy for the the 100-year autograph station, and I was wanting to talk to Finale Jones while Lion Dyke was right there. First thing he did, I went to shake his hand, and he wouldn't shake my hand. Oh, it, it was one of them fist bumps. I hate that. If you can't shake my hand, just don't do nothing. You know, he fist bumped me. And I was pissed already, you know. I mean, that just, I, that's just not the way men do things, you know. And he turned around, and I said, all right, line that. I said, all right, I said, this is my wife, Jody. Guess what he does? Fist bump. <laughs> he shakes your hand. <laughs> I said, you know what I was in her hand two hours ago? I said, you wouldn't shake my hand. It was in her two hours ago. Now you won't and you shake her hand. So his boy's standing there, and he says, now this here's the guy that called me a European faggot. I said, I didn't call you no European, you know. And, and he, wanted, he wanted my email and all that, which I don't do that crap. Heck, now we do just laugh about it, you know, just part of the story of the day, I guess it was. How awesome, no was, no how awesome was it running uh, the Indy cars? It was pretty cool, you know. It was, you can't say, I mean, I never was good. We just stayed there and kept running, tried to keep out of trouble. I didn't get very good at it, but when we spun out and all, but it was pretty awesome. So, you want to do it your whole life, it was pretty awesome, you know. It was just, uh, I was living the dream. Without that, I want to look down there and see me doing 2.30 or something down the back straight away, and it looked like it's a dead end down there. Your brain just don't comprehend all that stuff, you know, and and Johnny Rutherford, he's the one, he said, which I never was really good at Winchester, but he said, run Winchester like you, or like, run Indy like you do Winchester, you know, back off down the straightaway and flap through it, put it through the corner. Well, after he told me that, the third lap, I think I could flat foot Indy then. So 
it was pretty cool. And the people that I got to meet, and like I said, the, the neatest thing now, and even Tony Gordon used it later, because I told I made the comment that, you know, and like I said, things just come out. And I said, you know, this is like a, a county fair. And I said, and I want to ride every ride because we went to the, the Riley Children's Hospital, you know, with all the drivers. We did the luncheon for the for the mayor, and we but they had a uh, something going on. We went to it, you know, without a doubt, and we just had so much fun. We went to the mayor's luncheon, and I got there late, and and after the thirty three drivers sat with all the city council members and the high dollar lawyers, you know, all the big wigs in town, and and so anyway, they got me sitting with these people, and and. You know, I, I worry about my eating because I don't eat all that crap, you know. And, and I thought, well, I get me back. Well, they don't even offer you anything in that place. They had a, a iced tea and a water. I don't drink either, you know. And I drink Diet Coke. That's all I drink. So, well, this ain't going to be good. So I thought, well, at least if I get a plate to eat, I'll have some potatoes or something so I can at least look like I'm eating, you know. Well, these daggone people, they bring me roast beef. They got some kind of chocolate mousse or something that I didn't eat, and a salad I don't eat, and they had some kind of roast beef and green beans. I thought, no potatoes. I said, well, at least they're green beans, you know, at least I can look like I'm eating something. So I reached down there and took a bite of that green bean. That's one of them healthy green beans, and them real hard ones. I said, is this what you rich? I said, is this what you rich people eat? I said, no wonder you're all so damn skinny. Well, we had a lot of we had the lot of table going the rest of the day because now after that the the, the, the rules were off the table then. Nice. Uh, Shane, Shane Yoder uh, had sent me a message uh, when he found out we were going to be uh, interviewing you tonight. Uh, he wanted. Do you remember Shane Yoder? Absolutely. Okay. He says uh, he says that you were his favorite driver and that you and Donnie Moran taught him how to pull off big slide jobs. Yeah. Well, I don't know how that, the slide job just came in. I don't know how, how he, if he looked, well, well, we got it down pretty good. They, you know, I mean, that was just part of Eldora racing after that, you know, and, uh, you, you know, it's just amazing how you watch different drivers and pick up different things. And, and that's anonymous. He put me in on that list with Donnie Moran. I mean, that, that's pretty cool, you know, and, uh, like I said, well, when we won the fourth crown the night that we won all of them, I had just watched Donnie Moran run the World 100 and win it, cutting that corner down into three and driving up to the wall. And we won all four races like that. I thought, I thought they would have watched, you know, but nobody else had their car set up that way. So, yeah, thanks, Shane. I appreciate the, the compliment there. Uh, Thomas Cole uh, wants to know what uh, J.W. Hunt means to you, meant to you. Oh, he was the man. I mean, he was 68, I think, at the time, or something like that when he came and around maybe in 67 and, and not the year, but the age, he was that old. And, you know, we were quite a bit younger, but we had so much fun together. And the things he would do, I mean, uh, today we just laugh at it and, and keep on going, you know. And, uh, you know, when you have a, a sponsor that becomes a great friend, uh you know, that's just like my just my favorite story about the deal is, you know, after Charlie Swartz he came to us and he went from Rodney Combs to Charlie and then to us and then to Brent Cading, you know, and, and he just liked park racers and 
anyway, he'd go out to California to be with Frank Keating, and he'd turn around and hey, tie my shoe. Yeah, boss, they'd get down there, tie his shoes and everything, you know. So then when he'd come back to Ohio to spend the weekend with us, he'd, he'd go and he'd say, hey, tie my shoe. I say, hey, badass. If you can't tie your shoe, you better get loafers, you know. <laughs> and he just man, he knew when he told me I wasn't going to tie his damn shoe. <laughs> but he, he was a pretty cool dude. He asked me one time, he said, would you guys like to have some, some strawberries? He said, we got a truck coming to Kroger, you know. He said, we'll just drop you some off. Well, yeah, we'll take some strawberries. He had a, a semi pull out in front of my house and dropped off 50 flats. That's 12 dozen strawberries. <laughs> We were driving down the road trying to find people to give them to. I mean, <laughs> you have no idea what to do with that many strawberries. That's awesome. Jack, mm-hmm. one of our listeners one of our listeners wants uh, your opinion on the way uh, dirt late models drive today with aerodynamics and all of that coming into play. Man, the way they picked that left side up and all, I mean, they've got those things so hooked up. I, I, I don't understand it all. But uh, it sure hasn't hurt the racing anyway, you know, because they uh, – and, and the neat thing about it is they with the Outlaws and Lucas Oil, now they split them up and, uh, you know, just they, they cut them right down the middle. They got – and they all both got – you know, they got good racing going on. And, and it just amazes me how they, they get them to work the way they do now. You know, the slicker, the, the faster they go. Now, I will say – it kills me at Eldora to watch them. You don't watch them. You watch the truck. When they go around the bottom of Eldora, I could leave, you know, because, you know, even the sprint cars do it. You know, I just, I don't know. I just don't like Eldora running the bottom. If you can win the bottom other than Bobby Allen, you know, it just ain't right no more, you know. So, yeah. but but they work down there, so that's where they got to go. What, what did you think uh, about the, the truck series not coming back to uh, Eldora? Oh, it made me, it kind of made me think that was one of my favorite races at Eldora, without a doubt. You know, I love that truck race. Everybody said, oh, they're so slow. No, they're side to side. They're racing. They're yeah. strategy. I love that race there. But being Tony Stewart, I have said the same thing. You know, I tell NASCAR kiss my butt, too. If, <laughs> if I'm not good enough to have a, a cup race, then I don't need your old pickup truck, you know. And, and I, I mean, I don't blame them a bit. I have done the same thing. Now, if Tony called you up uh, and, and said, hey, you want to come and uh, get in one of my SRX cars uh, this summer, what would your response be? No, I'd have to do it. You know, we were there. You know, we go and watch them practice and everything. And and Ray Everham, I met him once, John Bickford, over at the PRI show. But I was standing there last year, and he said, hey, did you bring your helmet? You know, I thought, man. He said, get in one of these things, take it for a ride, which – you know, I why would I? I mean, don't tell me to do that too many times because you're not getting somebody out of one. <laughs> you know, and that's a pretty neat series. The only problem is the drivers. You know, they're going out to win, and 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 unfortunately, it's it's kind of like big time wrestling. You know, only on a racetrack, and then guys don't know how to do that very well. You know what I'm saying? Like when we were in the USA soccer team in Australia. We would have to let the Aussies win sometimes. <laughs> now, not, all, not all the time. Now, don't get me wrong. They they weren't no slouches, but there'd be some places that, you know that once we get hooked up, and you know, and then like I said, this guy, you know, Ed Wilbur, he was the mouthpiece, you know, and and 
me, I didn't know no better. I didn't know what the big time wrestling was in a race car. And I went over to race and I tried to win every race. And if you crashed me, I got mad and we'd be fighting and, and we just kind of a wild man, but believe it or not, that's what got me to go back over there. That and everybody ran around the bottom at the time. And here I got my little late model up there scraping the fence. And that in my camp, I think, is why I got to go back for so long. Nice. So what uh, what do you think about uh, NASCAR going to uh, or having the, the race this weekend at the uh, L.A. Coliseum? What a joke. I mean, what a joke. You know, if, if, if California wasn't so screwed up, there'd be real racing out there anyway. You know, but they just turn around and, you know, you don't make a, a, a demolition derby out of a Winston Cup car, you know. They, they, they build them up so big to have them so, so prestige, I guess I want to say, with them and everything. And then they're going to put them out there and, and have a little demolition derby. How stupid can you be? <laughs> you know, everything's about money. And, and if, if it's going to tear your, your series down a little bit, and I want to see what they talk about when it's over with, you know. I mean, it's, it's you know, you remember what Martinville used to be like. And they kept trying to get to where they could race it and race it and race it. Well, this is going to be 10 times worse than that, I think. Now, I have been wrong once or twice, so we'll see after this weekend. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll am i be watching it, but, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's just quarter mile too much, like I said, for that deal. Yeah. They're trying to expand their widen their margin. But, you know, there years ago they said, well, we don't want the beer and pretzel crowd. We want the cheese and wine, wine deal. Well, now – you know, after Bubba, you know, we accepted him and Danica, which I never was, you know, into her. And she, I just didn't care for her as much as I did. But Bubba come in, and, and nobody even thought of it, anything about him being black, you know. And then when he went to Alabama and brought that noose up there, you know, and everything, like a hangman noose. So now I give up on him. I don't care if he never comes back in Africa. But they're trying to make all this crap political, you know. They got away with the rebel flag. Now they can't have, you know, Brandon's not a favorite in the, in the NASCAR deal. They're starting to badmouth that deal. It's not about politics. We're racers, and we want to be racers, and the fans are fans, and drink their beer, and race cane, you know what I'm saying, and, and they're trying to take that out. We call the road race people silk short racers. Well, is that what they're trying to make NASCAR out of? That's not how they got built, you know, moonshine hunters. And the guys would get out and fire the race cane and whatever, and now they want them to, you know, just, uh, I don't know, be sissies. Yeah, definitely got away from their roots. I think that that was something they wanted to do over the long term, and now they've gotten away from their roots. Now it seems like they – Now they're trying to get back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if they're trying to get back when they go. Like I said, let's go brand them. Nobody likes Biden, so why do they want to worry about what the people think? It, it's just a, it's a slogan. It isn't a big deal, life or death, you know. I mean, they're just telling people they don't care for them, but don't bring politics into the daggone thing, even though the, the fans did. But they're the ones paying the money, so you got to let them do a little bit of whatever they want to do. There you go. Who's uh, who's your pick uh, to win that uh, Bush Light Clash this weekend? You sticking with Larson? Oh, I didn't know. You, it could be the guy that starts dead last. It's just who finishes is going to get this one, I think. Who survives? I don't think you can pick a winner down there, you know, next week or this weekend for sure because it's just something all new, you know, these big cars on that real old dinky track and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of late models up and 
Michigan to run the pavement and all that, but none of them weigh as much as these cars do. So I don't know. I mean, nobody knows. So it's just going to be something to see, I guess. See if they go back next year. <laughs> maybe, maybe what they needed to do, they needed to put all the seats on the infield and just black top where the grandstands is, you know, or at least they'd have a high bank. For I like that. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Nice. Well, Jack, yeah. uh, we we appreciate all all the time uh, that you've uh, you've given us. And uh, um, do you guys, uh, you Ron or uh, Jerry, you guys, any more questions? Before we let oh, I'm good. Okay. No more questions. But Jack, I thank you so much for coming on board tonight. We we love talking to you. Hopefully, we can do this again sometime. And that won't be a problem. And, and like I said, uh, the only thing I miss is, like I said, I, I still got all my fans, and I hope when we get to the race, I still talk to a lot of people. And, and you know, it's kind of nice just knowing people don't forget you when you're not around anymore. So, uh, and I'm not going to let them forget me easy. That's for that, I'm sure. <laughs> awesome. And I do apologize to everybody for that cussing and everything, but I, I was mad. And you know when you're mad, you say things. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, it's just what you felt you needed to say right then. It was the heat of the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah the filter was off. That's for that gun, sure. My favorite part was, though, like you went from anger to when the, he asked, uh, are you okay, Jack? And you're like, yeah, I'm all right. You're, you're like, went to, it was all of a sudden you were calm. Yeah, yeah. You can't say Matt forever. <laughs> if you say Matt like that forever, then no women. I can't let them win. <laughs> you know, just like right now, somebody cuts me out on the road, you know. You know, they cut you off or whatever. And I say, you've done it. And then I'm over. I can't even get the cuss word out. I'm, and they can't even bother me that mad anymore. Awesome. You know, just get half of it out and go on. <laughs> well, enjoy the uh, the 80-degree weather you got. We'll uh, we'll dig out of our foot of snow up here. Well, we'll be thinking that, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a chuckle. With a chuckle. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. Thanks, Thank you Jack. so much, Jack. We'll, we'll see you when you guys get the thermostat turned back on. There you go. We'll see you definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye, bro. Bye, Jack. Bye. There you go. The legendary Jack Hewitt. Uh, I don't think he disappointed. That was kind of kind of what I was expecting. I liked it. Hey, what what you see with Jack Hewitt, what you get, that's the you know, Yeah. He's amazing for that, and that's part of why the fans have loved him for so long. Because he, he, there is no filter. What you see is what you get. He, he, he wants to have fun. He wants to race, and he just, and he loves to, he loves to talk. He loves to, to tell stories and have fun. So he would have been great in NASCAR. I mean, even if he stayed in I, IndyCar, I, I mean, he would have made me a fan of IndyCar racing. If he I had, wish had Indy in. could, the doors could have been kicked open to Indy earlier. That would have opened uh, up that's a of, lot more eyes i think to i mean more a, di- a different audience to that uh sport right yeah they're they're in the 60s and 70s usac was the way to indy and that's you know jack kind of went in that way and then it kind of went to the wing sprint cars but indy the doors to indy closed unless you had millions and millions of dollars and and, and jack you know he was still a grassroots racer he was a sprint car guy and he he wasn't that wine and cheese crowd and that, well, that's and what you know, Na- NASCAR was headed that way, and now there's some talent rising in NASCAR that's come in the old school way, and it's really cool to see. Chase Briscoe is one of them that he mentioned. You know that it, right. he he drove for Chase's grandpa, Dick Briscoe. Uh, you know, and that's so it's so cool to see guys like that climbing their way up. Corey LaJoy is another one. 
uh, you know, he he's not in the top notch ride yet, but I Corey LaJoy is one hell of a racer. And I think one of these days you're going to see him at the top notch with NASCAR. You know, and I don't think Larson came in with a big fat checkbook. Uh, he had a little bit more money behind him than what, what most people. He's, he's kind of proven himself, though. Yes, it, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, Talent has gotten him to where he is yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we yeah. got the uh, racing roundup coming up. First, I, I've, before we get to that, I want to mention, I saw I was watching uh, the news just before 5 o'clock, uh, our uh, Channel 11, you know, from where Ryan Weekman are. Sure. Right, weekend, week, weekend weather pit stop uh, forecasts uh, come from. He wasn't on because he does mornings now, but uh, they were doing one of those live shots of of the Defender, I think it is, their vehicle driving around, and they got hit while they were doing the live shot. Really? And it, I, Oh, my goodness. I, I probably shouldn't have been laughing as hard as I was, but it was probably the funniest thing I've seen in quite some time. A couple days. They, they were fine. They came back. They they was like, uh, we're gonna send it back to the studio. And then they in the studio, they're like, uh, are you guys okay? And there's nothing. They came back a half hour and said that they got hit and Defender was getting towed. So I'm I'm sure Ryan Weekman is uh is probably upset about that. I know he likes that vehicle. Uh what uh, what kind of racing action we have uh, going on this uh, past week, weekend and week? Well I can tell you right now down at in Florida, Tyler Herb just picked up the win in B-Main number two, Lucas Oil Race. But last weekend at Golden Isle on Thursday, it was Devin Moran picking up the win in the Big D's Pizza number nine. On Friday night, it was Brandon Overton picking up the win. Same thing on Saturday, Brandon Overton picking up where he left off in 2021. At Bubba Raceway Park on Monday, it was T-Mac, Tim McCready, after contact with Devin Moran on the final lap, picking up the win. And on Tuesday, Devin Moran back in victory lane in the number nine. Tonight through Saturday at Alltech Raceway in Florida, they're in action. Uh, and then uh, Saturday, February 12th at East Bay Raceway Park. Uh, 60th Annual Rolex 24 Daytona. Meyer I, I forgot a hyphen one. in there. That that's actually should have been Sunday through Saturday. Saturday, yeah. At East Bay Raceway. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. So they'll head to head to East Bay <laughs> Sunday through next Saturday. Uh, Meyer Shake Racing won the DPI class with Helio Castronevis at the wheel at the checkered flag. Dragon Speed USA with Pato Ward, among others, took the LMP class. Riley Motorsports won LMP3. FAF Motorsports won the GTD Pro. And Wright Motorsports won GTD. And that is your racing roundup for this week on the Hammerdown Racing Report. That DPI race was uh, pretty interesting. If you were watching the intervals, uh, there were three or four cars ver- nose to tail virtually the whole race i know they tore some stuff up early there were some big big names out of the race early that that i expected to see up front and unfortunately just you got taken there were were a couple of racers commentating that uh said they had never seen uh that little patience uh during that race 24 hours Gotta have patience. Yeah, you got all night to figure <laughs> yeah. it out. You don't. don't I think they only you had can't like it on the first lap. I think they only had like six uh, of the the DPI cars, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Three or four of them were nose to tail. Yeah, yeah, they were all right. Well, a lot yeah, with, of with, there with, were so many cautions they kept uh, the tenths thing. of a second. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot about this. Lisa Carter was mentioning this uh, East Bay Raceway Park going away. Uh, it, Going to stink. That's been such a big part of racing every year during the winter, the East Bay Nationals. Not this is the last cars, year? Late models. I can't remember. I, I, thought, I remember hearing next it, year. I remember 
when they announced it was going to be like in five years, it's going to be gone. But it didn't seem like it was five years yet. I could be wrong. I don't know. Lisa Carter's asking. I couldn't remember what year, but yeah. It's that's soon. Either way, whether it's this year, next year, or five years from now, I wish yeah. you that That's a track that's that's just, I mean, its roots are in everything as far as racing for sprint cars, dirt racing in general. There was a, there was a very familiar voice on one of the on the mic a couple of nights. Which which one would that be? Would, would that be, be that Larry? Larry Larry Jewett. Larry Jewett, that guy. He finally yeah. found some work. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got... you know, he, Larry uh, was the announcer at Oakshade when my dad won his first career feature back in '87. Yeah. So that was good. Oh, Larry's always been a been a lot to me. Uh, we have a uh, Big D's pizza we're going to be giving away here in just a little bit for uh, tonight's How Many. We'll good, be... I'm hungry. Good. They're not open tonight, so you can't you can't redeem ah. it tonight. I'm sorry. Uh, and maybe you could uh, DoorDash some lesser pizza, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess something. Uh, contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from action shots to victory lane. They have all your favorite drivers. They also do special photo shoots by appointment. Freeze Frame Photos, special moments frozen in time. Give Charlie a call, 419-476-9978. And, uh, yeah. They do calendars. They do yeah. a calendar like uh, what's over Jerry's shoulder there. The custom calendars. You can you can, you can, probably, you can pick, you know, just one driver and a bunch of different shots, or you could make a, a calendar with different drivers. Yeah, you could have it with the RK1, with the 8S, with the 35. Sure. Have, have your own hammer down racing report well, there calendar. There you go. With your very favorite host. Oh, I got to get with uh, yeah. Chris McCrona uh, so we can do that go kart race when they open up the, the Ohio Motorsports track. We yeah. interviewed last week. Uh, yeah. Also then, gotta, we'll, then we'll be a little more even. There you go. Uh, got to mention Ron Miller Race Cars as well. They they were not closed today due to the snow. 734 856 7223. That's 856 Race. Give them a call for race cars, parts, safety, equipment, service, everything a racer needs. Just wait and wait a, a few more minutes until we're done with the show before you call them. Yeah. That's all we ask. Somebody uh, caught me. I have not flipped it to February yet. Oh, you're still on January? He likes he likes, he likes yeah. a January truck. <laughs> I like a January yeah. picture better. And if you are one of those who've already gotten one of the uh, custom calendars, I gave some away as uh, Christmas presents this year. Um, yeah, it's now February, so go ahead and. Yeah, make sure you. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry's going to do that. While he's doing that, we're going to start off uh, some of our racing news here. Um, Harley White is going to be back racing in Ohio for Ed Newmeister Racing again this summer. Uh, she'll be racing at Waynesfield, Attica, Eldora, Limeland, Fremont, Atomic, I-96, Butler, and uh, more tracks in our area. She, uh, she had a pretty successful uh, season last year. She did. Coming in this area. She so. put a whooping on them at Limeland. Yeah. Them boys are in trouble with her coming back. <laughs> The pilot they had Newmeister number 11N. Uh, Lorraine, 11W. Lorraine Ra- Raceway Park will host the uh, second annual Race to Escape six hour enduro on Saturday, March 26th. Uh, that's for front wheel drive cars, and that's going to pay 5000 to win. So if you're looking for something to do Ooh. on the uh, the asphalt, there you go. Because I think that... a gold enduro that was scheduled at, at uh, Shady Bowl that was a 12 hour enduro, unfortunately, has been canceled due to lack of entries, unfortunately. So Ooh. Uh, we mentioned yeah. this earlier. Attica Raceway Park has announced their 2022 schedule, which will kick off on Friday, uh, March 18th. Actually, that's the weekend before the uh, the Race to Escape deal at Lorraine Raceway Park. So uh, they're opening up on Friday, March 18th. 
they're going to have uh, World of Outlaw NAS Energy Sprints uh, making two stops uh, this summer. Uh, again, they had uh, two, two last year as well, May 20th, and uh, then the Brad Doty Classic on July 12th. Uh, four all-star circuit of champions events, including uh, the sprint, uh, the Ohio, oh, the uh, sprint nationals uh, on uh, April 8th and 9th, which is, uh, they've, that's typically the uh, first points race for the, the all-stars, and uh, Ohio Sprint Speed Week uh, date on Friday, June 10th. American Late Model Series uh, will be there on Friday, uh, September 2nd, so I believe that's probably Labor Day weekend. <laughs> Is that part is is that a first time there for the ALMS series or the first time back in a long time? It's, it's been a while, I believe, but uh, no, the, the ALMS has been there before. Okay, uh, there will also uh, be. I'm pretty sure I'm not. Maybe I'm confusing with Fremont because I know they used to go to Fremont every once in a while too. Uh, but uh, there also is going to be uh, eleven uh, four ten Attica Fremont Championship Series events. Wow. Well, Speaking of that, is uh, is that va- voting still going on for the promoter of the year, or is that ended? I forget. I know Dwayne Hancock was up uh, for that. Well, Dwayne and Larry Bowes. We'll have to get an update. You're sounding robotic, Jerry. Uh, moving on, um, the SRX and uh, CBS have announced the six race schedule for. Uh, this summer, starting with uh, Five Flag Speedway in Florida on June 18th, then it's uh, off to South Boston Speedway in Virginia on uh, June 25th, Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut on July 2nd, and the Nashville Fairgrounds, which ought to be pretty cool, Tennessee there. Uh, that's going to be on July 9th. I-55 Raceway in Missouri on July 16th, and then uh, I believe wrapping things up at Sharon Speedway on the 23rd of July, and oh, Thanks, Dave. Um, all those race, all those events will uh, be starting at eight o'clock on CBS on uh, Saturday nights. So uh, pretty cool. So yeah, Dave says uh, for those of you listening on the podcast and can't see what was on the screen, that uh, the voting ended on two one. Any any and, and, when are and they going to announce the winner? That's my question. And 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 also twenty twenty four for East Bay will be their final year. Larry Jew, it says uh, 2024. Okay, yeah. So we still have a couple more years for, for East Bay. Yay. Buddy Kofoid, I know we were talking about this uh, a few weeks back, what he was going to be doing this year. He's going to attempt to defend his USAC NAS Energy Drink Midget National Championship throne uh, this year as he sets his sights on the season's 37 race schedule, driving with uh, Keith's, Keith Kuntz, uh, Curb Agajanian Motorsports, Number 67. Say that 10 times fast. In December, a uh, dozen dirt racing uh, sanctions met to form a uh, set of common rules across multiple sanctions. That meeting took place at the PRI show. In conclusion, many rules were streamlined across multiple series. One of those rules included the droop rule, which uh, limits deck heights. Other unified rules, uh, car weight and body measurements, specifically uh, the World of Outlaws introduced the uh, droop rule to their series last year. This year, it's the uh, first implementation of the rule in the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and uh, I guess uh, Brandon Overton actually uh, has already been caught or bit by the droop rule uh, deal after earning the pole. Twice. Uh, was that last Thursday night, I believe it was? Uh, yeah, it's been twice now. Um, he failed the droop rule after inspection, after qualifying, and had his time disallowed. Um, 
Yeah. So, anyways, uh, it's good that uh, series are getting together and coming up with common set of rules. No, it's really good. Yeah. NASCAR Cup Series. I, I, I wish they'd get more aggressive and, and rein a few more things in, but that's a start. The NASCAR Cup Series opens its season this weekend with the Bushlight Clash. It's uh, an invitational race that will be held on the purposely built quarter-mile paved track inside the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. I do like Jack's idea. Put the seats in the, the middle and pave the pave the bowl. High-banked, uh, I don't know, what would that be, about Half mile. Three eighths, maybe. Three, yeah, that'd be more fun. Uh, anyways, yeah. uh, the action is scheduled uh, for Saturday for qualifying, and uh, that's going to be at eight thirty p.m. on FS1. Then they're going to have four heat races and two last chance qualifiers. That'll be uh, on Sunday. That action will start at three o'clock on Fox, and then a uh, one hundred and fifty lap main event scheduled for six p.m., which will also be. On Fox, and you know Tony's going to be commentating that bushlight class. I know that's kind of what I'm looking forward that, to. That, yeah, I, I should. I meant to say something when we was talking to Jack about it, but that that could be. I think Tony and Jack in the broadcast booth would be great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that, that'd be that'd be the best. Talk about like, no I, filters. Yeah. Well, you know, Tony has a bit of a filter, yeah, yeah. but unless he gets a little heated. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like. The victory lane at the Rumble. He told the lady to kiss his ass. I mean, well, yeah. Floyd Merriweather's uh, Money Team Racing will field a car for the Daytona 500. The team will field the number 50 entry with a uh, Chevrolet body. Kaz Grala has been signed as the driver. Tony Urey Jr. will serve as the crew chief of the machine. It's been a while since I've heard Tony's name mentioned. So, and that's all, all the news I got for you for this week. Time to give away some pizza. Yeah. Last week's how many was uh, how many laps uh, the winning car would uh, complete at the uh, Rolex 24 Daytona and the DPI uh, class. That number of laps completed was 761, a bit lower than than I had uh, thought, but I was still closest with 800. Ron was uh, way, was a little bit, he was close, but lower by, I forget, I don't have the number in front of me but uh, yeah so i was close with with 800 our winner online was scott warner oh 751 Who? he was pretty close there who's that he's uh he's this guy involved in racing and uh oh, 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 oh. he's got a race car yeah and uh and sort of yeah. a racetrack that he uh kind of works for yeah it's kind of <laughs> on hold but that's another story for another time so <laughs> Uh, Scott Warner has a, a Big D's Pizza. Congratulations. This week's how many and your chance to That's win. all I care about is pizza and if he's, if he's going to share. What? That's all I care about is pizza and if he's going to share. Scott's I don't care share? about the race car or the racetrack. Yeah. I just he, want he some of the pizza. Would. Okay. I know he would. I think John That's Young awesome. just went and uh, got his pizza. Yeah, well, John Young was supposed he said to he bring got four a pizza. Of them. He was supposed to bring a pizza back, and I never saw it. Yeah. Uh, oh, he he did, said earlier in the show he went and got four of them. He did actually uh-huh. offer. He asked me if I wanted anything. So, you know, four pizza, yeah. All right, so this week's how many your chance to win a Big D's pizza is this. How many cautions are we going to see in the 150-lap Bush Light Clash Sunday at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum? 
just in the hundred the the main event, the hundred and fifty lap race, right. not the heat races or the the last chance races. Uh, go ahead and put your guess in the comments uh, as far as uh, how many cautions you think is is going to be in that race. Any cautions count debris caution, wreck caution. Um, I don't know if they're having competition cautions or anything like that, but any any cautions after the green the initial green flag, that's uh, how many we're going to count. And whoever is closest will win a Big D's pizza. Just put your number of guests in the comments. Do so before. I think that race is scheduled to start at 6 o'clock on Sunday. We'll say you could go right up until 6 o'clock on Sunday, 6 o'clock Eastern time. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, Amazon Music, or uh, iHeartRadio, whatever, wherever, if you're listening to us on the podcasting platform, you can still get into uh, to guess. Just go to our YouTube or Facebook live video Go to the comments there. Put your guess in. So there you go. So apparently I have to guess first. And yes, you do. I'm gonna say this. Is, I hmm, I didn't even think about this. I probably should have thought about this since I came up with the question. Um, I'm gonna say um, 21 seems like a high number to me. Going with 21. 21 cautions. Jerry or, or Felix. Um, 35. Well, the number of a race car I happen to know. Uh, yeah, it well, is. I, I'm just going to go 20 because I think there's going to be less than 21 for sure. So you're more optimistic than uh, both. I, I was thinking maybe eight or nine. It's only 150 laps. They're not, they're not going to have 40 cars out there. So I'm hoping it's, One thing it's I... not going to be a. Did, I, do you know Oops if they're show. counting? Yeah. Do you know if they're counting the uh, the caution flag laps toward that one fifty? Because that that might make a difference. Or is it one hundred and fifty right. green flag changes. laps? I was under the, the assumption. It, does. Yeah, I was under the assumption it was one hundred and fifty green flag laps, and the only reason I was assuming that was because yeah. they're running it more like a, a short track event with the heats and and the uh, correct the last chance races. So, Kurt Dickey thinks there's only going to be six. John Deere says five. Ooh. They're very optimistic. I, I'm thinking eight, eight, I'm thinking eight or nine to be quite honest, but I'm going with twenty just to be at one under you this way. I... <laughs> Dave said Dave Dave, I don't, I don't Dave is like him. the master of everything here. You know, he's got he has 150 green flag laps. So that helps out my twenty then. Isn't it his birthday? So they could I have think it two was, or three ca- they could have two or three cautions all on the and same still lap. not complete a lap, yeah. Right. So there. So there. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm still good. Uh, got nothing on the, this weekend's Big D's Pizza racing menu, but uh, coming up in, uh, what, about a, a month and a half, uh, Attica will pick up, and we'll start uh, getting Ooh. some races on our Big D's Pizza racing menu. Uh, I checked out the, uh, was it last night? Sandusky Speedway did their uh, their live broadcast. Usually they do Tuesday nights, but I think it was on last night. I think they, I think they had to postpone it, if I remember. Unless right. I was... Unless I just lost a day, it just seems like it was last night. They were talking about and talking about their. Uh, uh, they gave a name to their uh, spring cavalcade. Uh, I can't remember his name. It was a, like a memorial deal. I apologize about that, but um, <laughs> they are going to be running the. Uh, you, it sounds like uh, they've been talking to you, Ron, about uh, the with the the UMP dirt late models. Uh, not just right. doing one feature on Sunday because I guess they were breaking it up uh, with the heats on on uh, Saturday and the main events on Sunday, but they may run a main event on Saturday, so it'll be two points UMP point features 
that weekend, one on Saturday and one on Sunday that uh, they're working on? I've, I've talked to several prominent dirt late model racers that said that uh, they, they just couldn't go two nights for one feature. So um, I, I would imagine the Saturday feature will pay a little bit more. I know they were, they were mentioned uh, working on getting a sponsor for that too. So if, uh, right. If uh, there's anybody out there that wants to put up some, some money and uh, we'll talk about it too, I'm sure. Then uh, get a hold of Chris Myers. Shame hand or, job nail salon is yeah, no longer in business. That's because they didn't advertise enough. That's the problem there. That's it. Yeah. Uh, get a hold of Doug Doc Chris Mize uh, over there at uh, Sandusky Speedway if uh, you're interested in putting some sponsorship up for that event coming up on April 9th and 10th, Saturday and Sunday. So looking forward to that. Uh, that's about all all the fun stuff I have for this week. Uh, thanks uh, to Jack Hewitt for talking to us tonight. That was a, a fun time. And Thanks. offering to Tune come back TV. again. A-Main getting ready to go green right now. All right, Ooh. so we'll, we'll get out of here so you can check out that A-Main. Thanks to our associate producer, Dave Kemmer, field correspondents, Matt Swander, John Young, and Doug Dock. Next week, uh, Darren Nida is going to be on the show. Nida. 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 And he's going to be uh, moving up from micro sprints to full-blown 410s. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, next week on uh, this show, 7 o'clock Thursday night. Hammerdown Racing. And that family has been very prominent in sprint car racing for a lot of years. Yeah, the night day name. uh, Notably with the the sod sprints, yes. That's why I know that name. That's the connection. Uh, No Hammerdown uh, Hotline playback. If uh, you want to leave us a message to be played back at the end of next week's show, let's go ahead and call the Hammerdown Hotline, which is uh, 419-318-3081. 419-318-3081. Call anytime, day or night. It's not going to matter. It won't wake anybody up. It's all good. Happy birthday, Dave Kemmer. It is his birthday. Happy birthday to our associate producer there. And uh, thanks again to all our sponsors, Oakshade Raceway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Headhunters, Barber Studio, and Salon. See you next week. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Thanks for putting up with us again. Yeah, and we apologize about the adult language. Not really. No, we don't. We'll see you next week. Well, that's bull. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 